Welcome to the show, everybody. Coming up today on the SWP, Mark Andre Fleury finds out on Twitter that he's been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Capitals re-sign Alex Ovechkin, and it's a lot of term and money for a 36-year-old. And we'll talk a little sense as well with Brad Smith. That and more coming up on the SWP, brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to large F-650s and 750s. Jim K. Ford works with multiple body outfitters, so whether you're in towing, landscaping, or online deliveries, they'll build the right truck and body for your needs. Jim K.'s commercial and fleet team can help you find what you're looking for and get you back on the road. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. The SWP, Ottawa Sports Talk, every weekday. Uh, All right, welcome to the SWP. It is a show with episodes every single weekday, all about tales of Ottawa sports and whatever. And my co-host today is Brad Smith, former NHLer, American Hockey League Hall of Famer, TSN analyst, and, well, coaching hockey clinics, coaching his face off. So uh, we're glad to have Brad along today. Brad, how are things today? Oh, things are great. Uh, you happy to be with you. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Hockey is hockey is back, and, uh, and lots of lots of ice time for the kids. Uh, I think the parents are happy to have them out of the house. <laughs> and, uh, kids are <laughs> kids are kids are pretty hungry to play. So it's a good combination. That's fantastic. And uh, well, let's give it a little plug here before, uh, if I recall. It's Brad Smith Hockey Camps and Clinics, Team Private Sessions, and and the like. And maybe we'll give some contact information out at the end of the program. But let's jump in today in that, um, you know, obviously lots of NHL news going on today. I think about Marc-Andre Fleury, Alex Ovechkin, but uh, maybe a quick look back, Smitty, at the Senators draft from the weekend. Um, Now that all the smoke is cleared, any reactions to what it is they did. It seemed like a lot of people were complaining about, oh, they really reached for pretty much every guy, but how are you feeling about the Sens draft? I would sit and wait and, uh, and and kind of form an opinion over the next couple of years. I mean, uh, the Boucher one, because uh, uh, although he's, uh, he's well-respected and, and a big, strong kid, and, and obviously the pedigree of the father playing in the league, uh, although I'll be at a different position. Um, it comes from, it comes from that's hockey development that these guys, these guys are coming up uh, quickly and, and they're, and they're physically mature. So, um, you know, he's 205 pounds already here and we'll see how, how, how much bigger and stronger he gets, but uh, that would be the one guy to watch. Um, after that, uh, you know, you, you like to think that uh, they're going after uh, a particular player there. You got to, you got two right wingers in the first four rounds, and uh, and they really want to look at that position and adding strength. So uh, it's kind of a wait and see thing uh, for me with with the draft uh, until these guys mature and actually turn pro. 
So how hard was it, do you think, not just for the Sens, but for really everybody in the league, given the COVID circumstances, some leagues, it was limited looks at players, the OHL, for example, really no looks at players as far as game action, because the OHL didn't play any games. Like if you're manning a draft table, Smitty, you're the GM, you're a scout, whatever it is, uh, how difficult has this draft year been for most teams? It's been very difficult. I've talked to a few scouts, um, especially in the uh, uh, doing the American Hockey League games when 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 Belleville was in Ottawa, and and the biggest complaint that the scouts had when when they weren't watching the games live was the camera angles of the video, and and looking what players do without the puck, right? And uh, and that and and body language and these types of things that that uh, veteran scouts key in on. Uh, so it is very difficult, and. Uh, you know, it's challenging and, and, and having worked with, uh, uh, just recently, uh, in, in a, uh, in a shooting session with, with Graham and, and Brant Clark, who, who, uh, went over to, uh, Bratislava to play, uh, just because the Ontario hockey league was shut down. And, uh, that's a big disadvantage for the kids in Ontario, uh, uh, where the other two leagues in the, in the uh, Canadian hockey league were going on and they got some part of the schedule in and got a little more exposure than the Ontario kids. That's a great point about, you know, just when you're watching and scouting on TV, how much of the actual play that you miss. I think about it from a broadcast perspective as well. Like, did you do any games where you had to call it off of TV? Because um, I'd imagine that would be pretty damn tricky. Yeah, we did it. We did a couple, and and that is uh, that's 100% correct. Because when you're watching it live. Uh, and it's so much easier to watch as everyone knows from way up top, but you can really see who's got the hockey sense to make that extra pass or who's got that vision. Uh, and, and the hockey sense really kicks in. Uh, so it's an interesting point and, and uh, much easier to do the game live and much more comfortable. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, so, I mean, any, anything else grab you from the NHL draft, not necessarily the senators. Certainly a lot of people were reacting to that Logan Mayu selection by the Montreal Canadiens. Um, any thought on, on that particular selection or anything else that grabbed you from the weekend in the NHL draft? Yeah, just, uh, just not so much that selection because uh, it, it only takes one team. And, uh, and sure enough, it was, it was Montreal. And uh, a lot of these teams will balk at it. And, uh, and obviously, he made a mistake. Uh, you, can't, you can't cover that up. But all it takes is one team. So it's not a surprise he was, he was selected. Um, I just think the, that the player movement going around the league uh, is going to be fast and furious here as, uh, as uh, even, even as we push towards, towards free agency and, and we'll see how fast these dominoes fall. And uh, even a secondary guy uh, that, that's really uh, fascinating for me, how much he's going to get paid is a guy like Zach Hyman, uh, who's, uh, who's, a, who's very good uh, NHL player but it's simply going to get in a bidding war here and you're going to get overpaid. So I find that fascinating part uh, of the game and the, uh, the extension of the draft and the free agency and the trades. Yeah. The trades are, well, that's sort of for me anyway, that's top of mind because I'm really amazed at what happened with Mark Andre Fleury and Vegas today. Mark Andre Fleury was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks and it's a, a clear salary dump, but as we're learning, according to Alan Walsh, according to lots of reports, that Fleury found out on Twitter 
Like here's a guy, yeah. Smitty, that yeah. you know he he's yeah. he put he put Vegas on the map for goodness sakes. He just won the Vesna Trophy. Like you've been traded. Um, how disrespected would you feel if you're Mark Andre Fleury and you didn't even get a call, the courtesy of a call to let you know you'd been dealt away? Yeah, I never got to the the stature of a flurry for sure, but that uh, hasn't been handled right uh, in the last couple of years, uh, dating back to the uh, to the playoffs. Basically, ever since uh, Pete DeBoer has come in and be the, been the coach there, uh, he's always been leaning towards Leonard a little more. And, and uh, yeah, you're right. He, he he put Vegas on the map when they were an expansion team, and he carried the load uh, all the way to the finals. And uh, he, he he's still a great goaltender. And, uh, you know, Chicago, uh, you know, there's talk that he's going to retire, but I think he'll end up going to Chicago and, and, and what a clear salary dump when you're, when you're acquiring, uh, you know, a, basically a future hall of famer for a guy who's never played in the national hockey league. Yeah. Am I, uh, maybe I'm jumping on, on Vegas a little too much here. Maybe give me the player's perspective on being traded. It's obviously a disappointment. Uh, that you're moving on most of the time, I guess. Sometimes it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad situation. You want to get to a better one. But generally, in big picture terms, it's probably a disappointing day. Does it matter if you actually hear from the team before you read it on Twitter? Is that a big deal or not? It is. And uh, it was back in the day, and it, and it is now. You want to hear uh, from the team that's, that's dealt you uh, before you talk to anybody else, then you talk to the team that that's acquired you and, and, and you can digest it a little bit. You have a little bit of time. Things happen quickly. Uh, but for him, for Fleury not to get, uh, to be told about this, uh, uh beforehand is, is, is unacceptable because of what he's, what he's done for that franchise. And, uh, and, uh, we'll see where it goes, but he, he's definitely, uh, He's been the face of that franchise, so it's uh, it's probably disappointing in his eyes. No question. And uh, I follow a Vegas writer on Twitter, and he put it out today because Mark Andre Fleury found out he got traded via Twitter. But he also pointed out, and he he writes Golden Knights power rankings on players finding out they got traded. Oscar Lindbergh, and I think that was when he got traded to Ottawa, being told yeah. that he got traded by teammate William Carlson. And Brad Hunt was told by a stranger on an elevator. Um, do you get a reputation after a while when when these types of things get out? Do you risk, you know, alienating players? I don't, I don't know if we're at that stage yet, but I mean, it sounds like the Vegas Golden Knights are on their way to getting a reputation like that, and that can't be good for business. It can't be good for business, and uh, and especially when the or- the reputation's been so solid in the first few years in the league, and uh, and smart smart decisions that they've made uh, personnel wise. Uh, but it doesn't take long to, to, to get a reputation like that as to, uh, uh, as to how things are being run. And uh, you, you probably look at a, a case in uh, uh, what once was a proud franchise, uh, the Buffalo Sabres, and, and now how that's turned over the last decade and, uh, and things uh, snowball. Yeah. You think about that Sabre team. Oh my God. Like they're burning that thing to the ground after, you know, three, four years ago, they were burning everything to the ground. Uh, well, not, I guess more like six years ago, I should say, when yeah. there was talk that Buffalo was tanking because they wanted McDavid or as the consolation prize, Eichel. So that's six years ago. And and now they're just absolutely bottoming out completely. 
Um, I have a soft spot for the Sabres, I got to say. So I'm disappointed. I like their fan base. I like the franchise. And they just deserve better than this, don't they? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just they're paying people not to be there anymore. And uh, that, that's when you do too much of that, it's, it things add up in a hurry. Uh, now, having said that, I think, uh, you know, I played against Kevin Adams and, and uh, in a couple of different leagues, and, and you have to give him a chance. Uh, this can't be fixed in, in, in one calendar year. And if he's going to, uh, you know, go young and you're going to lose, well, uh, it's a good time to do it in the next year or so because what you have coming up, uh, you have some generational talents here. Uh, in 2022 to 2023 in the the draft. I mean, uh, every team in the league would like to get their hands on a Shane Wright. Oh, no question about it. It just makes me think, when I think about Kevin Adams, I think a year ago when they're signing Taylor Hall to a one-year contract, it makes me think that he thought the Sabres were close to contending with a deal like that. That doesn't seem to jive with the whole rebuild thing and, uh, I wonder if he really had a good read and a good feel for where the team was this time last year. Yeah, well, it's so interesting because with that signing last year, and uh, you know Taylor Hall's he's going in and, and thinking, okay, a few years removed from that uh, from the MVP award, which he, which he definitely earned with the Devils, uh, but he was going to go in and light it up with Eichel. Uh, Eichel was going to feed him uh, fifty pucks, and he was going to score fifty goals, and it simply didn't work out like that. Uh, players were snake bitten, uh, became a toxic environment, and uh, eventually moved on to the Bruins, where he's just signed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like he's more comfortable in a secondary role, um, where good player. Uh, so some guys are like that, and, and it looks like uh, that's the case with Hall. Just bouncing it back to the whole expansion thing. Forget about Vegas, and uh, and by extension, the Seattle Kraken. Uh, we're a few days removed from that, obviously, now the Seattle expansion draft. But what were your impressions of what Ron Francis did? It certainly seemed to me that they could have uh, they could have done a lot better. When I compare them to Vegas, the roster that Seattle has now compared to what Vegas has now, and we haven't hit free agency yet, I get that. But what did you think of what Ron Francis did assembling the Kraken? I thought he did a solid job. He, had, uh, he was going after some... Uh, some character players there, for example, like uh, uh, Yanni Gord. Like, how, how can you how can you argue with a guy like that? Um, I liked uh, that uh, they got Adam Larson in, in free agency. Uh, I think that's a that's a solid uh, that's a solid defenseman. That's a top four defenseman on most NHL teams. I think to acquire that or sign that uh, was a big step. Uh, the Carey Price thing was uh, was a little bit of a uh, saga. Uh, what, what were they going to take him or not? Because uh, uh, you know what what was what was Bergevin trying to do there with uh, uh, you know saying he's got to go to the doctors and trying to scare them off a little bit. But uh, hey, that would have been the uh, that would have been the big one for me if they took him because it would have been very similar to what uh, uh, when when Flurry went to went to Vegas and uh, and you get get a player of, of Carey Price's stature. Uh, right off the bat, uh, that brings you credibility. But uh, I think they'll be fine, and uh, and obviously they think they'll be fine too because most of their tickets are sold out already. So it sounds like you would have taken Carey Price if you're Ron Francis. I would have taken Carey Price, and uh, and 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 
think that I could get another three, four years out of him. And if he had to have uh, the uh, the surgeries, then we will wait on him. Uh, but uh, it was who's to say who's to say he's wrong and, uh, and who he got because uh, uh, you know goaltending uh, goaltending so important in the NHL. But I think they got some good guys there, uh, I- including uh, a couple of you know you got Joey Decord. Who, uh, who played some real solid hockey for the Sens in his nine games, and uh, and Chris Greer, you know, a, a former uh, former Ottawa farmhand who's really turned into a uh, uh, a good-looking goaltender here in the NHL in, in the last couple of years. So um, obviously they had their scouts working on it, but uh, it's such an important position that uh, that you have to get it right. Would you have done anything differently if you're running the Senators in preparation for the expansion draft? I don't think so. Uh, I, I like what they did. Uh, you're going to lose somebody, and, and that's the harsh reality of it. And uh, uh, I was of the mind uh, in, in watching Belleville quite a bit uh, this this past year that uh, uh, Gustafson made some huge strides. Uh, in, in his individual game, and, uh, and and people forget what what a what a big trade that was at the time um, to, to get his rights over here, and uh, and they've been patient with him. Uh, he's worked himself up uh, from the East Coast Hockey League, coming over from Europe, getting used to the, the high volume of shots, playing in the ECHL, playing very well in the AHL, playing very well for the Sens uh, during his stint. I don't think he could have gone wrong with either one. But uh, I had Gustafson a little bit ahead of, uh, of, of Joey Decord, and uh, I think he'll be with the Sens at some point in, in the near future. Um, I know they have Forsberg uh, at another year who, who's come in and, uh, and been a good stopgap. Uh, but uh, I, I like what they did, and I, and I, and I think it was smart uh, with the, the uh, protection of Logan Brown uh, proving that he's still a valuable asset to the organization, um, whatever you want to do with him, whether it's whether it's try to get value to a trade or, or, or try to uh, try to get him up to speed here and, and get him on your roster. Uh, so I, I like what they did in the expansion draft, and uh, I know some people would be uh, skeptical as who who they protect and who they don't. And, and but the, the the reality is um, you're going to lose somebody. And uh, it, it doesn't hurt as much as the last one. Uh, I'll say that where uh, Mark Mathot w- was chosen and uh, never even played for Vegas, but he was just used as a bargaining chip because that was a significant loss uh, for the Ottawa Senators at that time. You mentioned Logan Brown. Do you believe that there's still a player there? He's still a young man. He seems to have been around forever. He was drafted in the first round back in 2016. And I think at the time, everybody would have thought that he would have arrived by now. Some people say that the skating's not there. Uh, the intensity's not there. But uh, what, do, what do you feel like when you watch Logan Brown? Um, if he stays healthy, can he be someone who can be a meaningful NHL player? If he stays healthy, I believe he can. Um, his pace has to improve. It's, it's difficult when you're a big lumbering guy. Uh, and it appears you're not going as fast or, or giving as much as, as maybe somebody uh, who's three or four inches shorter. Um, 
but I think the hands and the playmaking ability can compensate uh, for, for some of that. He has 10 points in 30 NHL games. Um, at times in the American Hockey League this this past uh, uh, season, he had some he had some excellent games, and then and then disappeared a little bit. You wondered about the injuries, um, but the injuries are, are are the most concerning thing for me because um, you know three years into your uh, into your pro career, that that's a lot of that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. So mm-hmm. uh, you know they have to keep tabs on that. Um, and they want to. They put a lot of time and development into them, and uh, and they, they want to see it through here. So um, I, I think there is potential there to be an NHL player, and uh, and I don't think anybody can doubt uh, the ability to make plays, uh, especially in the power play. Before we get away from Sen's talk, I'd, I'd be remiss, Smitty, if I didn't ask you about the Brady Kachuk re-signing, um, what that might look like. When's it going to happen? We know it's going to happen between now and opening night, but what do you think that contract is going to look like in terms of term and in terms of money? Well, <laughs> with money, it keeps going up and up because of what's going what's going on around the league. Um, term, you you, sit, you hopefully you get them locked in for eight years. Uh, that would I would think would be the uh, uh, the hope of the organization because he's he definitely proven to be the heartbeat of the team. Um, in my opinion, uh, undisputed future captain of the team. Um, if you get him locked in uh, to, to a multi-year contract, um, I would think uh, off the top of my head, and I don't know this, uh, and I don't even know if it can be staggered, but somewhere around eight times eight uh, would be uh, would be what what you'd value uh, Brady Kachuk at, and, and you can point to. Uh, the deal that uh, Thomas Shabbat signed uh, a year ago that's uh, that's similar to that. He's at eight times eight. So you'd have your you'd have your big power forward uh, for the next eight years, and you got your stud defenseman uh, for the next eight years. And I think that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, it sure would. It's just a matter of Kachuk and his people whether they're into it for eight years or not. But it certainly, I think that's what every Sens fan is kind of hoping for that eight-year contract. And a big old C on the left shoulder of Brady Kachuk. Uh, I want to talk to you about Alex Ovechkin. Speaking of guys wearing the C, uh, he is going to finish out his career as a member of the Washington Capitals. And everybody loves Ovechkin. But he is 36. And today, he signed a five-year contract worth $9.5 million. Um, Again, everybody loves Ovi. But is that maybe a little more term and money than you'd ideally like to spend on a 36-year-old? I think uh, I think it's well. It's for him now that he's had a taste of winning and uh, such a prolific goal scorer. Um, yeah, will he, will he be able to fulfill the terms of the contract? Uh, I, I think he will. I think he will. And I think chasing down uh, uh, you know the, the the record, the NHL record for goals, uh, I think it's there for him. And, uh, you know, he's still at a point. He's still, he's still this good uh, that 40 goals is a bad year for him. <laughs> and uh, and that, that's remarkable. And, uh, and the other thing I, when I think of Ovechkin is he, he's been doing this so long, he's over there on the top of the left face-off circle for his one-timer. And people are always, they know he's going to do it, but they can't stop it. And uh, as long as he continues to do that, 
Um, they have a good nucleus there, and, and, and I think he'll be. Uh, I think he'll still be a prolific goal scorer in, in another three years from now, and uh, and we'll see that where that chase is with the uh, the record for the most goals in uh, in NHL history. Certainly, goal scoring is always his calling card, and always will be. But do you think Ovechkin gets enough credit for how physical and strong he actually is? Probably not. And uh, playing the game at 240 is is uh, at the speed that he still plays at. He's just a tank out there. Um, no, he's a power forward for sure, for sure. And, uh, and when he wants to be mean, he can be mean. So uh, yeah, he's a physically strong guy, and that helps him. And uh, and even with uh, he he started to figure out some things. Well, not figure out some things, but uh, nobody can move him from the paint. Mm-hmm. So he's getting to the paint even more than he had in three or four years ago where he was just more, more one timing. And, uh, and you're seeing him score some goals from in around five feet around, around the net. And that, uh, and, uh, he's, uh, he's realized, oh, okay, I can, uh, I can get goals that, that from this distance too. So that, that makes them even tougher to handle. One last one about guys who are physically gifted. Zidane Chara. he's still, wow. tra- he's still considering his options I believe he's 67 years old. Was it, was he on the Sens when you were there? He was. Wow. He was. Yeah. And, uh, he was awesome. He was just coming into it. They hadn't re-signed him to uh, a new deal yet. And he was devastating. And, uh, you know, he was so devastating that when, uh, when there was zero presence in front of our net on the power play, uh, just to send a message, the coaching staff would go, go put him on the power play. Wow. In front of the net. Yeah. And then obviously he could, he could do it in the back end and just a, a terrific penalty killer and physical presence. So uh, it was, uh, you know, it, it's tremendous him playing this well. And it's just a, a, you've never seen a guy more dedicated to his craft. And uh, he, if he wants to play next year, he gets to play. If you, if he wants to take his time and wait, wait till the beginning of training camp, uh, you know, somebody will sign him. And uh, he deserves to play as long as he wants to because uh, that is uh, it, it's, he's such a unique player and, and such a physical specimen that uh, uh, you know you want to see him back in the NHL. Hundred percent. All right, let's take a time out on the program. We're going to be back with final thoughts after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me, I'm Jer Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Did you know that Jim K. Ford has been around since 1982, one of the longest-running dealerships in Ottawa? The K. family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. They're continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. See what they're all about? Shop for your next vehicle at jimkford.com. 438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Now, back to Ottawa Sports Talk and whatever on the SWP. All right, let us wrap it up. Uh, Brad Smith has been our guest today. Fantastic guy there. And also uh, pumped, I'm sure, for our Thursday night hockey, which fires up this week. It's uh, You know what? After the long COVID run, it's just going to be nice to get out and and, uh, and get out there and play a little hockey, isn't it? 
It's going to be great. It's the old, uh, it's the old Gordy Wilson ice that's been going on for 30 years. And uh, yeah, I think it's been a good year and a half since we've had our group together. So as long as nobody gets hurt there this Thursday, I think it's a win for everybody. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that the beer is cold and obviously that's- you're on skates plenty uh, in a more professional manner and that you've got your hockey camps, your, uh, your clinics going on and private sessions. Can you maybe, uh, uh, get, give us a word on uh, on what's going on there and some contact information if people want to hook up with you. Yeah, for sure. So we're uh, Brad Smith Hockey Camps and Clinics and uh, and we're hockey certified, Hockey Canada certified skill instruction. Uh, so we'll come out to you and, uh, and and run your practices and and do skill development for your groups. And uh, and then anybody that would be interested in that, just uh, email me at uh, shooter at bradsmithhockey.com and uh, and we'll get back to you and, and get out for a session with your team. Okay, thanks, Smitty. I really appreciate it and we'll uh, talk to you Thursday night. Okay, see you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.